BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, April 12th. There is snow on the ground in Provo, Utah. Gotta love those spring snow showers. Looking at you, all my friends in the warmer climates. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a newly established movie and TV show trailer critic, Jason Shepard. Yeah, you've, you've heard of Rotten Tomatoes, right? I've started a new version of that. It's called Perfectly Ripe Tomatoes, uh, and I only like trailers. <laughs> so uh, the new Stranger Things 4 trailer came out. It comes out next month on, uh, on the flicks, as I like to call it, and uh, it looks amazing. And a perfect use of separate ways from Journey in the trailer. It was amazing, and I cannot wait. Okay, again, not Rotten Tomatoes. No, 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 Perfectly Ripe Tomatoes. Perfectly Ripe That is the new site, yes. I don't know why I've been thinking about this, but (laughs) lately the idea of shepherd's pie has popped into my mind for you, okay? (laughs) I don't even know what's in shepherd's pie, but it's a food item. Yes, I know what's in our shepherd's pie. (laughs) I I think, like, actual shepherd's pie has, like, lamb in it. Okay. We just use ground beef. Okay. Basically, our shepherd's pie <laughs> is uh, ground beef, uh, green beans, um, brown gravy. Okay. And then a layer of mashed potatoes on top with some shredded cheese. I put you on the spot and you delivered. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is why shepherd's pie needs to become a thing. <laughs> also, because your mind is kind of like a Renaissance man type of mm-hmm. mind, you do a lot of things. You have Although I do not like a lot of different shows. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your work with the sword needs some help. No, no, no. no, no. Do not. <laughs> Yee. Uh, I will not be. Yeah, no. I'm not going <laughs> to. Okay. Well, but, speak, but, Stranger Things trailer, this, check it out. It's, yes. it's great. It looks Stranger amazing. Stranger Things 4. Yes. Uh, I feel like the trailer should be like PG-13. <laughs> it's, it's pretty intense. It's got some, some, some creepy scenes. It's pretty intense. Also intense, today's show lineup, and we focus on the intensity portion because, as you know, BYU basketball is headed for Big 12 play on Jan- or July 1st, 2023, when they are fully integrated. What's the biggest wake-up call BYU basketball should be expecting? Who better to ask than a Big 12 college basketball insider? He will tell us where BYU needs to get better right now in order to compete with a primarily defensive-minded conference. Also, national championships come in twos for the BYU Cougarettes. We will be joined by one of those fantastic ladies to discuss what in the world they do with all those trophies and what's the next step for a team that's won 22 national titles. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Do you think they get tired of just constantly winning year after year? We'll ask her. We will ask. Athletic Director Tom Holmo announced yesterday that BYU baseball head coach Mike Littlewood resigned due to personal reasons. Coach Littlewood was in his 10th season at the helm of the Cougar baseball program. Associate head coach Trent Pratt will assume interim head coaching duties for the remainder of the season. BYU will begin a four-game series on the road at Nebraska on Thursday. Not surprisingly, this comes as an absolute stunner, a shocker. I still can't believe that it's happened. I've had several people reach out and say, hey, what's going on? What's the deal? Mike's doing such a great job. We'll have more on this as the story develops. But, I mean. Took us all by surprise yesterday. He turned the program around in less than a decade and took BYU back to much more of a nationally prominent standing. 
Ah, without question. Alex Barcelo of BYU Basketball invited to the Portsmouth Invitational Tournament, a showcase for the top seniors around the country in preparation for the NBA draft. AB's going to have his chance. He'll play for Mike Duman Auto Sales Team alongside fellow WCC alum Jamari Bouye because you know that Mike Duman Auto Sales Team is tough to beat. <laughs> Games start tomorrow. Finish with the championship game on Saturday. <laughs> Whoever Mike Duman is, he's like, why am I sales spiking in Utah? I don't understand this. You're welcome. Women's track and field is ranked number eight nationally. The men's team ranked number 11. BYU was one of only eight teams with the men's and women's teams both ranked in the top 15. The Cougars will compete in three meets later this week in California. Those meets are the Brian Clay Invitational, the Mount Sac Relays, and the Beach Invitational. Congratulations to Autumn Moffat Korth of BYU Softball, who wins WCC Softball Pitcher of the Week. Fourth Cougar to win it this season. It's Autumn's second honor this season. She pitched two full games, going the distance, won a four-to-nothing shutout, and lost in a one-to-nothing heartbreaker on Saturday. She walked no batters in either game. That is incredible. She's got 445 strikeouts on the course of her career. That's good for fifth all-time at BYU. Baseball sweeps the weekly conference awards with freshman Ozzie Pratt earning WCC Player of the Week and Bryce Robison earning Pitcher of the Week honors. Pratt went 10 for 16 at the plate, leading the Cougars in batting average, on-base percentage, and slugging. Robison allowed only four hits in five innings of work in a Game 2 victory over Santa Clara while striking out seven. And it is Robison, not Robison. They call him Roby. His teammates call him Roby, yes. but it is Robison. Robison. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. Okay? For all of those people wondering yes. about that. BYU men's golf in 11th place currently at the 75th annual Western Intercollegiate. They're in round two right now. It'll run through tomorrow and a final round three. Team looking for its ninth top ten finish this season. They've obviously got some work to do to get there. Women's golf ended round one in sixth place at the Chambers Bay Invitational. Anik Hakowitz is tied for fourth at even par. Ashley Hatch and the United States women's national soccer team face Uzbekistan in Philadelphia today. Hatch scored the eighth of nine goals for the U.S. women's national team in a nine to one win over Uzbekistan. She'll be looking for her fifth goal in her eighth appearance with the senior national team. <laughs> she She's is unbelievable. amazing. She is unbelievable. She's great. Ashley Hatch getting it done at the highest level. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Let's push it forward, shall we? BYU basketball will have one more go in the West Coast Conference. And, yes, we've said it ad nauseum. Final opportunity for BYU to try and finally win some type of West Coast Conference men's basketball championship, whether that be in the regular season or in the tournament. But I'm sure many of you are thinking, who cares? It's about the Big 12 now. It doesn't matter what happens with Gonzaga and St. Mary's and the WCC next year. But there are others that say, why not go out with a bang? Do something that you've never done before, make some history, and gain some momentum going into the Big 12. Jason, my question for you is, is next season for BYU basketball taking momentum now? Is it more about making the NCAA tournament in the final year of the WCC or just preparing for the Big 12 when 
the summer of 2023 rolls around. Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this because my initial reaction to this was, I mean, look, you know how I feel about going into the Big 12. I can't wait. It's all I think about. I love it. Just cannot wait for that moment when BYU Athletics is actually playing games in that conference. So immediately I'm like, just, just prepare yourself for the Big 12. But then I remind myself, uh, I have uh, spent a lot of time around coaches and players, and I know there is not one coach or player out there that is going to give themselves a year to just whatever happens, happens. There is no way in the world that BYU basketball, the coaching staff, the players, anybody involved are going to not take this upcoming season seriously. For them, this is the season that they are paying attention to. What happens in 2023, certainly you are preparing for things and making plans, but their focus is on winning basketball games in the upcoming season in the West Coast Conference. The cool thing is, if you can reach your goals in the WCC by winning games, that then is a, by a byproduct of that, is then preparing yourself for the Big 12. Now, I think something that goes works for both answers is, getting players in. You're getting players in that are going to help you win right away, but it's also preparing this roster for the future. So I think it goes hand in hand, yeah. but, but you and I have been around coaches long enough that there is no way in the world you're going to ever get a coach specifically and a player that's going to say this, this upcoming season doesn't matter. Yeah, You'll no, never find it. These things are intertwined, and if you think about it, BYU basketball getting back to the NCAA tournament almost feels like a must, a necessary step to prepare for the Big 12 because it feels like every Big 12 team is in the conversation legitimately to make the NCAA tournament when a season begins. That's how loaded that conference is. Seven teams from the Big 12 got into the NCAA tournament this year, I believe. If not seven, it was six. But still, they've won two national championships, Baylor and Kansas in back-to-back -back years. Maybe it would have been three if you go back to 2020 and – Baylor and Kansas were projected number one seeds. Regardless, I feel like BYU has to get back to the NCAA tournament to feel good about the transition into the Big 12. And as much as winning a West Coast Conference title would be fantastic and finally getting that monkey off the back and specifically winning a WCC tournament championship and breaking that dubious streak of 21 years without winning a conference postseason tournament, those things would be great. I don't care as long as BYU makes the NCAA tournament. I feel like that is the needed momentum step for BYU to move and feel good about going into the Big 12. Think about that. If BYU doesn't make the NCAA tournament for a second consecutive year under Mark Pope and this staff, then how much more does the concern grow going into a now tougher league? Do you feel better about it? Oh, well, BYU is going to get the respect because they'll be in a Power 5 conference and you know, it's not going to be as hard to get into the tournament as an at-large when you're a Power 5 team. There may be some truth to that, but if you have not made the tournament in back-to-back -back years, why are you feeling like, yeah, we're going to move into a harder conference and our chances are going to get better to make the tournament? That just doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't compute for me. So you got to get to the tournament to have that springboard into the Big 12. Well, look, we as BYU fans, we as BYU media, have the luxury of being able to sort of move forward, push ahead and start paying attention to the Big 12, you know, and, and start to start to put the WCC somewhat in the rearview mirror because you can kind of see the end in sight. 
Players and coaches don't have that ability. They have a task at hand, and their job is to win, and that is their goal. They're going into this season to win, and their goal is to get to the NCAA tournament and then see what happens. So while, while we have the luxury of being able to look ahead and talk about all these fun things, and certainly they're, they're excited about the opportunity, they still have a year in the WCC and a year of things to do before that's even a reality. They are not overlooking the importance of this last season in the West Coast Conference. Because if you play well in your non-conference and you play well in your, in your conference play, then you have set yourself up to go into the NCAA tournament and you are progressing the program heading into this new challenge. Yeah, if we're answering the question straight up, at least for me, next season is about making the NCAA tournament. But again, I view that as the proper springboard, not yes. just like a timetable thing and a chronological thing and a one game at a time, one season at a time, one tournament. It's not about that. It's just about getting BYU back to a better place mentally as a team and reestablishing the best locker room in America and creating that excitement and buzz going to the Big 12. If BYU does not make the tournament next season, then it's just not as exciting. It's like, ah, it becomes more like ah, trepidatious, like, oh, well, look, man, look, like they did, it's two years in a row they haven't made the tournament, and now they're going to the Big 12. Like, it, it just starts to kind of compound that, that the nerves and the stress. Make the tournament. It's about making the tournament so that you can feel better about eventually making the transition. Yeah, you and I both agree. The preparation for the Big 12 starts by having a great year this year and going to the NCAA yes, tournament. Yes, it's, yes, it yes. is somewhat one and the same, but – it starts with winning games this upcoming season, and that's what this coaching staff and these players, that's their number one goal. All right, so we've picked one. It's about the tournament before you transition to the Big 12. How do you feel, BYU Sports Nation? Our question of the day, answer it. Is next season for BYU men's basketball more about making the NCAA tournament, or is it more about preparing for inclusion in the Big 12? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. Our first response is in from at Takanur from Twitter. He responds with a gif from the first Iron Man movie. I know you can appreciate that. Of Tony Stark asking the question, is it too much to ask for both from the beginning of the movie? And frankly, maybe. Just I, I just don't want us to get overwhelmed with like, I want it all! Give me all of the great things. Like, to me, it's kind of like in order. Like, you have to make the tournament to feel good about ultimately preparing for yes, the Yes, that will prepare you that, for going the, to the next this level. This is the way. Yes. Right? This is the way. Make the tournament. <laughs> do whatever you have to do to make the NCAA tournament. Get off the schneid, if you will, a little bit. And I hate to call the NIT, you know, and 25 wins the schneid. But come on. Like, Mark Pope and his team have said it. The goal is always about getting to the big dance. Get off that little mental schneid, get back, and then you feel better about getting into the Big 12. What is a schneid, by the way? This is one of those things we all say, and I don't <laughs> think we have no clue what a schneid How is. How do you spell schneid? All you And why should people. we get off of it? How do you spell <laughs> schneid? It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google this in the break, what yeah, a schneid right. is. Coming back with uh, breaking the show. details. Yeah. All right, coming up, is Luke still not the schneid conversation? I'm being told it's derogatory or, or a mocking uh, uh, in an indirect way. Okay. 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 All right. Look, you learn something every day. Coming up, is Luke Staley a top 60 running back 
over the last 60 years. We'll let you know. Doak Walker Award yeah. winner. He was literally the best in the season. And we'll talk with Big 12 insider, specifically to basketball, C.J. Moore from The Athletic. How does BYU basketball fit in right now, and where do the Cougars need to make an improvement so that they can compete in that league? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Cougar fans, it's time to gear up and get ready for some BYU sports. The BYU Store is the number one source for all your quality, authentic BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation has its own YouTube channel. Get all the interviews as well as BYU Sports Nation right now episodes by subscribing to and sharing the BYU Sports Nation YouTube channel. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside Jason Shepard. Our first guest of the day is one of the premier writers for The Athletic, specifically focusing on college basketball. And our purpose here today is to figure out where BYU basketball fits into the Big 12 once they get there in July of 2023. His name is C.J. Moore on BYUSN, making his debut here. C.J., how are you? Doing well. How are you guys? Fantastic. How has it been to cover back-to-back national championships with Baylor and Kansas in the Big 12? It's been really cool. You know, I I think that um, it's obviously the league that I cover more than any other. And uh, I grew up on Big 8 basketball. So I I think the league went a long while where uh, tournament success, it it would do really well in the regular season, be, you know, statistically by the metrics, one of the best leagues in college basketball and, and didn't always have a marsh success. So to, to see that come through is, has been neat. What do you think the chances are? You're talking about uh, three in a row from the big 12. <laughs> the odds are probably against them, right? Like I don't think, uh, I, I, I doubt that's going to happen, but Kansas Baylor, Texas tech, uh, maybe Texas, what they get, even TCU, I mean, I think all those teams will, will be in the national mix next year. And um, so maybe we'll, we'll see, but uh, I, I, would, I wouldn't bet on it. C.J. Moore of The Athletic is on BYU Sports Nation. We're focusing on Big 12 basketball and now how BYU will integrate into that powerhouse conference. What do you expect from BYU and the three other teams in Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston uh, what do you expect from them once they get into the Big 12 and Texas and Oklahoma eventually leave? Will the conference be just as strong? What's your opinion on that? I, You know, I think it might be. You, you look at, let's just take Texas and Houston. Houston's ahead of Texas right now as far as year, year to year, like the last five years um, with Calvin Sampson. Houston's in a terrific spot. Um, so even if that's a wash and then you take Oklahoma and compare that to me, you compare Oklahoma to BYU and Cincinnati, those two teams together, I think one of them will probably at least be on Oklahoma's level year to year. Um, so really you're getting a, probably a bottom feeder in central Florida. Uh, if, if, if you, if I had my choice, I probably would have taken Memphis as that last team, just cause all I care about is basketball. I could give a crap about football. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I think, but I think the league's still going to be one of the top in college basketball. And I, I, I think the, as far as basketball is concerned, the league did pretty well in, in adding what it added. And, and to me, basketball schools, some schools are invested in basketball or not, but a lot of times how good a basketball school is, is, is 
what's their coach, who's their coach. And I think Mark Pope, terrific coach, Calvin Sampson, terrific coach. And I think Wes Miller is a really up and coming, really good coach. So you're adding at least three really good coaches to the league there. CJ, let's stay along those same lines. And this is a question we actually ask quite a bit in terms of college football, but on the college basketball side, how do you view BYU basketball from a national perspective? I, I, you know, every couple of years or so, I think it's, it's a team that, that can potentially make the second weekend of the tournament. Maybe the success hasn't always been there, but I think has had teams good enough to do that. Um, I think they'll come in probably about in the pecking order, probably about middle of the pack. Um, you know, some, some schools that have had some recent success in the big 12, Kansas state, West Virginia have kind of fallen off recently. Um, I think BYU's on an upward trajectory. Um, so I'd say about middle of the pack. I mean, it's, it's tough with, uh, with Kansas, Baylor, Texas tech, um, you know, those three programs in particular are, are, are very, very healthy right now. And then Houston obviously coming in as well. Certainly loaded, loaded conference. So where does BYU from a personnel standpoint need to improve the most to compete with those middle to upper tier big 12 teams? Well, I think it will differentiate itself in, in how it plays offensively. And um, I think it'll be able to hang. Like I, I, I think that it'll help recruiting to be able to play in that league. Um, you know, really, I think the, the biggest shock to the system for BYU once it gets into the league is the level of defense that's played in this league and the scouting um, is, is so, so good. So that'll be a, an adjustment. Um, and you, you probably, you know, maybe have to find a couple more athletes or, um, you know, the physicality is something that that's, that's going to be a lot different than, than what you're seeing in the WCC. But I, I think, like I said, I think Mark Pope's a really good coach. I think they're going to be able to figure it out. You know, this is an interesting question and it probably changes depending on the school that uh, is answering the question. Kansas probably being, uh, the biggest example of that, but, when you look at the Big 12, is it considered a football conference or a basketball conference? Well, uh, you're, you're asking someone who's a little biased because <laughs> <laughs> all I care about is basketball and, and, and my college football knowledge is, is, is minimal. But um, I think right now, the way the you know, recent success trends pointing towards a basketball conference. Like that's where it's had its most success. Now I think it's still a really, really good football conference. And um, you know, but you, they're, they're losing some big boys, some big brands in, in Texas and Oklahoma there. So um, to, to me, it's a basketball conference. Well, you've got a strong case in the fact that the big 12 has won back-to-back -back national championships <laughs> yeah. in basketball and the conference and might have won three. Yes. If, if Kansas and Baylor are allowed to play in the 20, if there's a 2020 turn, Kansas and Baylor were two of the three best teams in college basketball. Exactly. Year, so. Yeah. So why not tack three. on one more and make it three in a yeah. row? And you look at the football side sure. and the last Big 12 champion in football was 2005 in Texas when, when Vince Young was playing quarterback. So, I mean, there, there's mm -hmm. a real case there, but perhaps that's a conversation for another day. Uh, back to BYU and getting into the Big 12. I just want to rewind to the moment you found out that the Cougars were bringing their basketball team to the conference. What was your reaction to BYU specifically being handed one of those invitations into the big 12? I liked it a lot. I mean, plays a fun style. 
um, I watch a lot of defense in the, in the big 12, right? It'd be nice to get a little uh, offensive juice in there. I, I think it was a, a good addition. I think that, um, you know, getting that mountain time zone area, maybe adding like lost Colorado years ago. I'm, like I said, I'm an old big eight guy. So I, I like sp- spreading it out to, to that area, area of the country a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I think it was an all around good, good addition. I, I like the Cincinnati. I like the Houston. I like the uh, BYU additions being a basketball bias guy again, central Florida, eh. but um, I, I think it's going to be a good basketball conference going forward. CJ, we talk a lot about the transfer portal and, you know, obviously it affects more than just football and basketball, but those are the ones that we focus on the most. Uh, How Mm -hmm. has that changed college basketball? And do you see any chance that it slows down or is it only ramping up? It'll slow down because these, you know, the, the one-time deal made it. So there were so many that came in last year and then the COVID rule as well, giving you guys a year, extra year of eligibility. That's obviously going to be phased out here in a few years. Um, so I think it'll slow down some, I still think it's going to become, they're still going to be a big part of, of what these schools do. You look in the big 12, a school that's traditionally had pretty good freshmen, right? Last year in the big 12, Iowa state's point guard and Baylor's two freshman wings were the only freshmen that were real impact players in the league. Wow. Three players in the whole league. And it's because schools like Texas tech, um, Texas are going out and getting guys that can play right away. So if you're going to be recruiting a freshman these days, like he better be bought in on development or a guy that, you know, can play right away. If, if you've got a guy that's, that's on the fence, like of, of whether he can play right away and he's not built into or bought into this long-term plan, then he's probably going to leave after a year. So, so that's, that's the challenge these schools have right now is trying to figure that out. I do think freshmen and recruiting freshmen and, and building through it through your program will still be a big part of, of what a lot of teams do, but you know, these, these teams like high major teams, they're going to be living in that portal every year. No, certainly. C.J. Moore of The Athletic is on BYU Sports Nation, college basketball insider. You've covered games in all of these Big 12 venues, C.J. BYU fans are going to be very excited about making some road trips and seeing some of these Mm -hmm. basketball venues. So if you had to pick, let's say, two, what two road trips for basketball specifically would you tell BYU fans to make? Allen Fieldhouse is is obviously at the top. I don't think there's a better place to watch a college basketball game anywhere. Um, and then the other one is, uh, is probably Texas tech. Uh, that building is charged. Um, they have the, the, them and outfit house have the best environment in, in college bas in, in the big 12 right now. Um, and, and Texas tech, they're up there in college basketball. Um, some other fun, like Ames and Hilton, is, is always in a, you know, a great atmosphere. Um, Baylor's about to get a new building. I'm sure that'll be cool. Uh, But yeah, I think Texas tech and and Kansas are, are the, are the clear two right there. Maybe, you know, Lubbock might not be the most exciting place to go otherwise, (laughs) but uh, man, they've got a nice, a nice arena and uh, they, they fill it up. Just out of curiosity, have you ever been to the Marriott center in Provo, Utah? I've not. We got to get you. Have you ever been to Utah? I've never been to the state, so I'm excited. Okay. 
Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to get your opinion once you cover a basketball game in Pro Bowl about where the Marriott Center stacks up against some of these Big 12 venues because I think that's where BYU fans are kind of hoping that they can compete immediately with the Big 12 is just <laughs> the environment, the atmosphere in Pro Bowl. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, BYU fans obviously going to be interested in hearing more uh, of your work or reading more of your work specifically. So where can they find that? At The Athletic, and uh, my Twitter handle is CJ Moore Hoops. All right, simple enough. CJ, thanks for hanging out with us, giving us some insider's perspective uh, into the Big 12, and we'll make our road travel plans right now. Sounds good. All right, CJ Moore of The Athletic, college basketball insider. He's got a good point. Maybe it should be three, probably three straight national championships if – 2020's tournament is allowed to happen. Although BYU may have had a say in uh, <laughs> in what happened in 2020, or so the Blue Goggle fans would yeah. say, well, right? Look, well, look, whether whether you're just going with the the two actual back-to-back national champions you want to throw in 2020, who knows what's going to happen this upcoming season? It doesn't change the fact that the league BYU is going into is so good yeah. and it is so exciting in terms of the brand of basketball night in and night out. There is not a night off the entire conference season because the league is that good top to bottom. It's so much fun. Now, what's interesting is to think about the league once Texas and Oklahoma leave in 2025, then bringing back up that conversation of, OK, truly, is the Big 12 a basketball conference? Or a football conference. We know football is king nationally. Yes. And I, I think that's where I lean because overall, college football is bigger than college basketball as a whole. Now, but I said, and I even phrased the question that way. You can't yeah. tell me that a, a program like Kansas doesn't consider itself a basketball school versus a football school. But there's going to be others that certainly have equal basketball versus football, but I think most programs would consider themselves football programs in the Big 12. I'm fascinated by this. Just where is the most popularity in the Big 12 once Texas and Oklahoma leave? Okay, so here, here's the thing. We're taking Lawrence, Kansas off the table because I think that's the number one for everybody. Sure, but sure. But that's the one you want to go. I knew that's where he was going to go. Sure, right Allen Fieldhouse. Yes, Allen Fieldhouse. That's, that's the one. That's the mecca of the conference. Okay, what's the next one for you that you want to go see? That I want to visit? Yes, oh, in man. the conference. Are we talking Texas and Oklahoma still included, or are we taking no, them I'm out gonna of the No, I'm going to take them out. So I'm talking for the long term. That's the one. Oh, man. <laughs> He's got a point with, with Lubbock. I mean, that there's not much to do in Lubbock, and they have been so good at basketball. Yes. And he used the word charge, and yes. I think that is a fantastic word to describe that basketball environment right now. So I – I'm I'm hard pressed to not want to pick Lubbock as my number two. Now, if we're talking vacations in January and February, <laughs> send me to Orlando all right, day yeah. every day to get me out of uh, snowy, cold Provo, Utah. I think the one I'm looking forward to is Baylor. Okay. I'm I'm really excited for what BYU and Baylor can be on all levels. I think that can be a really fun sure. back and forth series in all sports. It, when West Virginia is good too, yeah, they're another school like. Texas Tech. Yeah, no, agree. In, in Morgantown, where it just it's just wild. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> just again, the fact that we're talking about this makes me happy. Yeah, it's actually happening. <laughs> it's happening. All right, coming up. One of the champs is here. And what is Fredettle? Does that have anything to do with Jim or Fredette? And are you ready to play? It's a game. Are you ready to play it? We are. This is BYU Sports Nation. If it doesn't have anything to do with Jim or what is it? Fredettle. 
BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. He is Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get content throughout the day, you know what to do. Follow us on all of the major social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round is presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. ESPN draft analyst Jordan Reed, not related to Andy Reed, by the way, has Tyler Algier going in the fourth round, which I like, to the Broncos, which I do not like, yes. uh, and James Impey going to the Dolphins in the seventh round. So what's your choice? Or excuse me, what's the chance that BYU has multiple draft picks? Multiple? Multiple. Oh, man. We know they're getting the one with Tyler. What about multiple? Well, as much as I love this draft projection by Jordan Reed, Honestly, I feel like it's like 10%. I feel like it's Tyler Algier, and then hang on and see. James, I don't think Samson Nakua did enough, even though he was awesome in his pro day. 10% chance BYU has multiple draft picks. Yeah, I, I was going to say 10, so to be a little different and to be the more positive of the two. You go 11? I'll go 15. Oh, 15%. I thought you were going to go 11%. No, not like 10.1. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. ESPN's Bill Connolly ranks college football's 100 best running backs over the past 60 years. Okay. No BYU running back is listed. I can't help but think about Luke Staley. Yeah. Jason, is this an oversight? <sighs> the guy won the Doak Walker. So for one of those seasons, he was deemed the best running back in college football. So yeah, I'm a bit surprised that a guy that season that was said, you're the best at this position in the last 60 years was not on a list of the best running backs yeah. in the last 60 years. Was 2001 and that entire college football season deemed by Bill Connolly as just like a way underperforming year? I, I, I don't know. That one surprised me. And Luke Staley's the one you're talking about. I am surprised. I do believe that's an oversight. He averaged 8.1 yards per carry. <laughs> 8.1. Yeah, with him, I feel like there's a little bit of an oversight. All right, we uh, we mentioned this a little bit earlier. The Stranger Things 4 trailer was released earlier today. It was amazing. However, the last one featured several uh, BYU references, including a BYU pennant in the background. Uh, spoiler alert, there is none in this trailer. So are you disappointed that there weren't any further BYU references? No, I'm not. It's okay. There have been enough to fill my quota, Jason, so I am not disappointed. It's okay. Uh, I'm always disappointed when there's no BYU reference in things. <laughs> Why not? And especially because we've seen it with BYU references. Well, the timing is great because BYU won the 84 National Championship and season four is set in 1985. By the way, the pennant they have in that, I have that pennant in our office. It is on the wall right Fantastic. now. Fantastic. That's what my son got for me uh, for Christmas a couple years ago. I believe you ago. can get that pennant right now at the BYU store. I'm not even joking. There you go. They just released a bunch. By the way, the BYU store, official outfitter, BYU fans <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> a new online game called Fredettle. This is not a joke. Where you try and guess a current NCAA basketball player in eight guesses or fewer based on position, conference, team, stats, and hints. Jason, for Dettel, <laughs> the new game, will you be playing it and sharing your results via all of your social media accounts because everybody wants to know what you've done in for Dettel? Uh, No to all of the above. Look, the only reason that it even gets my attention is because it has Jimmer's name in it. We have no idea if it's even associated has, with Jimmer at all. It has to be associated with it, Jimmer. It has to be, right? but no. It has to be. I don't, I don't, I know Wordle is a game. I don't know anything about it. I don't play it. Don't plan to play it. Just try it one time. Nah. One time, Here's Jason. what I will not be doing is putting out my results 
on Facebook <laughs> like so many in my family did. I don't even have a Facebook account anymore. Good grief. <laughs> I would not do that to people within my Facebook circle on Meta. Yeah, whatever. Meta. Whatever they're changing Powered on Meta. Powered by Meta. Yeah, I don't uh, I will play for Nettle. Okay. And it has to do with Jimmer. we got to find out. Who can How could it not be? All right, All right, coming up, an NFL draft prep top five Tuesday. It was we look at the top five Samson Nakua plays. Okay, and we bring in the latest national champ, Rachel Parkinson from the Cougarettes. She's got a couple of her best friends in studio too, Jason. Bring no, you the, can't have bring one. Bring it of those. in the hardware. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Game highlights, interviews, and archived content. Subscribe to the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel today. Now, that is something I will do. I will subscribe to the YouTube channel, Jason. Here's the other reason I don't want to download games. Because it's spyware, and then I'm going to end up getting texts from some senator in Minnesota. I just don't need that in my life. Okay? You want to get off the schneid. You got to get off the schneid. Which, by the way, is a losing streak. Losing streak, yes. It goes back to German etymology, but... Again, we don't have time for that. We do have time for Rachel Parkinson hyphen Hansen of the now 22-time national champion BYU Cougarettes. She is live in Studio B. And again, these championships are at the highest division of collegiate dance. Not all dance competitions are created equally. Congratulations on being the best of the best again. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's an honor being the 21st and 22nd title that okay. the Cougarettes has won. Be honest. Do you guys get tired of being the best all the time? Oh, it's Is exhausting. it just ho-hum, here we go again? <laughs> it's not. It's it's really honestly humbling when we go to a competition like that and eyes kind of turn when they when they see the Cougarettes here on our backs, right? Yeah. They kind of perk up when they hear BYU Cougarettes is up next. It's extremely humbling. Of course, it's exciting and it's an honor, but it's, it's humbling that we kind of have the reach that we do. We're watching some of the highlights from your routines on the BYU TV side. At some point, can we integrate Cosmo into one of your championship That would routines? be exciting, wouldn't it? He would be right front and center. <laughs> oh, yeah, he would kill it. Okay, here's – I'm going to get flack for asking this question, especially from our <laughs> producer, Ben. How close to reality is the movie Bring It On? <laughs> not that close. I mean, I would say the, the intensity of our practices and the whole competition, okay. that's, that's pretty up there. But Any spirit fingers? Of course. Always spirit fingers. Okay. Always, always spirit always, fingers. Always. Always. Spirit fingers. Always. Yes. <laughs> yes. One of the greatest performances in the history of film, that guy. Okay. Uh, Rachel, at this point, can we just call BYU a dance school? Is BYU a dance school? Absolutely. With the legacy, I think that... Cougarettes has created over the past however many years, I would for sure call BYU a dance school. Take us through, because obviously we, we focus a lot on football and basketball, and we know what it takes to train for that. Give everybody an idea of just how much training and practice you guys go through to be as good as you are. Of course. I would say every single girl on our team has probably been training to be a Cougarette since they were three years old, just like I have, right? We train our whole lives. A big part of Cougarettes is actually just getting into BYU first. Um, we have to be admitted to the school before we can even try out for the team. So, of course, the dance training is one aspect of it, but getting good grades, getting a good ACT score, all of that kind of plays into it as well. And it's just it's a grind, right? Once you made the team, it doesn't stop there. We have to audition every single year to to become a member again. And... We have practice six days a week. Just it's a total grind, and we um, we feel the unity and kind of the hard work as we go to practice every single day together. It's a it's a total team 
efforts. Okay, so this is why Zach Wilson was copying Rachel's homework in high school. Because <laughs> oh, she's super smart. That's my claim to fame. Yeah, yeah. You guys were what, chemistry partners? Chemistry partners. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Zach, you're welcome for that really good grade in chemistry in high school at Corner you're Canyon. You're <laughs> All right, Rachel Hansen is with us on BYU Sports Nation. It's constantly this battle of how to go bigger and more bombastic, you know, from year to year. Yep, yep. So when does preparation for that begin when you begin the run to another national championship? Like how, st- how soon does that choreography and like these next level moves, when does right, that start? Right. I would say right after auditions, we hold auditions about two weeks after nationals every year. And then we start training. It's not a whole summer long thing, but it starts probably halfway through the summer and we start working on turns. We start coming up with these new tricks, right? Reinventing the wheel to stay competitive. Sure. And then our choreographers come in in the fall around October and set the pieces on us. And then from then, it's just moving pieces around to make it all work and hopefully bringing home those titles. What was new? What was new and different about the jazz and hip-hop routines this year? I would say we've just never done anything quite like either of them. For jazz, we usually take a more lyrical route. And this year was more contemporary in jazz. And we had a different choreographer, which we loved. And... It was just very different. I heard from a lot of people at our send-off that our dancers were risky in the fact that we've never, like, done anything like them before, okay. which is a little scary, but it was comforting to know that, like, we're taking a risk and we're we're going to see what works. Uh, not to be confused with risque. Yes, not that. <laughs> absolutely not. Not here at BYU. <laughs> well, and, and you said you kind of feel like you, you can't just stay the same. You've absolutely got to not. up your game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when it comes to choreography, how do you guys come up with new routines and things like that? What, what's that process like? Of course. So it's it's a matter of picking the right choreographer, right? We have Shandon Perez, who, who does our hip-hop choreographer. She's a beast, and she's amazing and actually does some of our timeouts for basketball games and football games. And this year we um, we had a new jazz choreographer, which we just loved and enjoyed. But it also takes a lot of work on the parts of the coaches and the captains, right? They're always tweaking little things, making little adjustments here and there. Um, like I said, reinventing the wheel with tricks, coming up with different yeah. things. It's it's a constant work in progress. We never We never feel like we settle. Do you have a favorite dance move? If so, mm. what is it? This year, I would probably say the carryal. It's it's an aerial twist landing on our feet, which we did in our jazz routine. Whoa. It's it's difficult, but our whole team ended up getting it, and we put it in our jazz routine. I think that definitely played to our success. The carryal. The carryal. Yes. Jason, you should never try a carryal. <laughs> oh, ever. Look, I. Well, we can teach you some lessons. Uh, <laughs> I I really don't think that I would be able to. I don't even <laughs> me and dancing. It just it just doesn't it doesn't work. <laughs> Look, and I want to go back to something that you said. Look, when you win this many championships in a row, you're talking about different groups over the years. And I know that you guys take a lot of pride in being the next group right, that continues right. this. How much I don't want to even want to say pressure, but how much pride do you guys take in continuing the legacy that has been set? An immense amount. I mean, just continuing the legacy, like you said, it's it is pressure, right? But it's good pressure. We we try to thrive in the pressure, not be weighed down by it. But it's it's a lot of pressure coming from the viral videos with Cosmo, of course, and then all these national champions and now world championships, right? The gold medals that we've won. It's a lot of pressure, but we we try to thrive in that pressure rather than letting us fear away from it. And you've won five just yes, in your right? tenure. Yeah, I have. <laughs> you've won five. I have. So I'm take that blessed. pressure. <laughs> Good right. grief. Rachel Parkinson Hansen is on BYU Sports <laughs> Nation. What are the crowds like in Daytona and how do they impact your nerves? Crazy. I mean, we usually compete in the um, second half of the finals competition. Finals are based on how well you place in prelims. Mm-hmm. And luckily for us, we were we were ranked first going into finals for both of our routines. So we compete last in finals. And so that means the 
the crowd is crazy at that point. Everyone's there for awards. They've watched all the teams, right? They're there. And the crowd's not just right in front of you. They're on the sides of you. They're behind stage. Our whole fan base of parents and friends and family and administration's right there in front yelling our names. It is unbelievable. But so, so lovely to have that, like, crowd and support yeah. cheering us on. I think that definitely hypes us up when we're on stage. So what's next? What's next is auditions is coming up in a few weeks and then they'll start training for, for summer camp and sports camp and another year. What's the next step for this program to become even more dominant? And what else can you do? What else can you do? That's kind of the question, right? People kept asking us, or I guess asking our coaches in secret, what's BYU's secret sauce? What's BYU's secret sauce? Like give it, give us some of that. Right. And I, to me, it's honestly just pushing ourselves beyond what we think we can do, like we did this year with the carryall, with these other tricks that we yeah. kind of have never done before. It's just kind of reinventing that wheel. As, as scary as that is, it's exciting. You should have just handed him a bottle of fry sauce and said, this is it. <laughs> this is from Utah. This is what it's all about. <laughs> right? I know. You get to keep the trophies for a day or so? I, yeah, like the I Stanley Cup where right? they each get a day with it? <laughs> we, we, I think we just keep them in our uh, coach's okay. closet up there. And okay. Let, Tom Homo actually had some good points. We had a banquet at the end of our our season or our nationals, and he said trophies collect dust. They'll they'll end up in the closet, right? Trophies collect dust. The rings you'll wear every once in a while, but it's like the relationships and the the memories that you make yeah. will last, yeah. right? Love it. Does the lid come Words off? Like, can you pour Lucky Charms in it that? Does. It does. We actually, when we were traveling, we had to take that big gold part off to be able to fit it in the overhead bin on the plane. Jason, so. Honey Nut Cherries, Lucky Charms. Oh, in, in the trophy. Crunch oh, berries. Yeah. Can we do crunch <laughs> berries? Done. Okay, we're going to have you sign our flag before you go. We'll have you do that Lovely. during the break. Great to have you. Congratulations you again so on a remarkable run. Thank you. All right, coming up, a rising shout-out to a decade of progress. And the top five Samson Nakua plays as he gears up for NFL play. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And while you're there, subscribe, rate, and review. Let's get to Top 5 Tuesday, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing as we head to the NFL draft in just a few weeks. We look back at the top five plays from NFL hopeful and receiver Samson Nakua. At number five, the Georgia Southern game, Samson. Catching it over the middle, drags a couple of Eagle defenders with him for a 29-yard gain. Look at that. Keeping those legs moving. The defender had enough of Samson, shoves him after the play. But Puka was right there to let him know not to mess with Don't his mess bro. With my brother. Do not mess with my brother. At number four, first play on offense for BYU against Virginia. The first play, 52-yard connection from Hall to Nakua. One-on-one -on -one coverage, advantage Sampson. This play set the tone for a huge night for Nakua and BYU. They scored 66 points. Sampson got into the end zone that night as well. At number three, you remember the game. You know it, you love it. Against his old team, nine seconds left in the first half. Nakua hauls in the two-yard touchdown. A beautiful route. To give the Cougars a nine-point lead over the Utes. Nakua runs a great route to get open and just inside the end zone. One of the best celebration moments of the year follows with Puka running over to join him. How about that moment? I just mentioned it. A little precursor, number two, in a game with a ton of touchdowns. Sampson had one of the most impressive ones, spinning and falling to his right. 40-yard bomb against Virginia. 
to put BYU up 38-35. This was still in the first half, by the way. It was 38-35 <laughs> in the first half. What an incredible adjustment on the ball. He's a playmaker, ladies and gentlemen. And number one, Samson Nakua's top play at BYU comes against Boise State when he does his best Randy Moss impression to bring it in for the touchdown. What looked like a potentially dangerous throw, Samson snatches it right over the defender. Give me that. And then hits him with the too small celebration afterwards. Great catch. Fantastic top five Tuesday. Samson Nakua, thanks for coming to BYU, man. Thank you, indeed. Our question of the day, as we move from football back to basketball, is next season for BYU basketball more about making the NCAA tournament? Yes. Or preparing for the Big 12? They're kind of intertwined. Yes. Our Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Stephen SB on Instagram. Get a big man and make the tourney step one. Really, step one is getting a point guard and a big man, which will help you make the tournament. Yeah, it's, it's one and the same. There's no question about it. Today's Rise and Shoutout, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Jason, you wore BYU baseball gear for a very specific reason. Yeah, we're going to give a rising shout-out to Mike Littlewood uh, announcing his resignation yesterday from the BYU baseball program. Um, Coach Littlewood, he's one of my favorites. Uh, I've gotten really close with him. Um, He has helped me immensely from a career standpoint, uh, but also um, means a lot to me personally. Uh, He's a good friend, and um, the news yesterday was certainly surprising. Did not expect that, Uh, but uh, I I have nothing but good things to say about Coach Littlewood. He He will always be a friend of mine. He has absolutely turned the BYU baseball program around, got the Cougars back to the NCAA tournament after a lengthy drought. They're constantly competing for West Coast Conference championships. He just brought that winning feeling back to BYU baseball, and it's hard to do at a school that deals with snow. Yeah. For six to seven months of the year. Yeah. It just He's done incredible things. The facility upgrades, they've all been championed by him. Uh, yeah, good luck Good luck to whatever is next for Coach maybe Littlewood. Maybe he'll be uh, an official again, and we'll see him officiating BYU basketball games in the tournament, right? There we go. It's the first step to the, joining the Big 12. All right. Our thanks to today's guests. Conversation continues 24-7, Jason. Yep, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use hashtag BYUSN. For Jason and Spencer, shout-out to uh, Cougarite alumni, Brindy McCleary. We'll see you tomorrow. Go Cougs.